0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: He joined us a couple of weeks ago and gave us some good insight. And he said we could call him back if we needed to. And we've done that like three weeks later because he was as good as he was when he joined us. Uh, Former NFL team doctor last with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, He now gives his prognosis to you. And his diagnosis to you as well. If you're a, a football fan who just wants to know, or a fantasy football player who needs to know, you got to go to his website, profootballdoc.com. Dr. David Chow joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Doc? Thanks for having me back again, Jody. My pleasure. All right, first question, and this one's very important. How annoying is it to you when someone like me says, What's up, Doc? <laughs> Uh, you know,
2: it's all good. I think back to my childhood Bugs Bunny days, so it's all good.
1: That's what I, I figured it's got a grade on you, because uh, twice a day, four times a How often does somebody say, what's up, Doc, to you? Uh, it varies, but it's all good. I okay. don't, I'm used all to right. it. I'm good with it. I just wanted to point out the I'm an obnoxious jerk, but thank you for giving me a pass, <laughs> Doc. I appreciate that greatly. I right, um. I do want to touch on some of the injuries that did happen, but I also want to get into a little bit of a philosophical conversation with you. I thought you'd be a great guy to have this conversation with. First things first, mononucleosis. I I thought only kids got mono. 16- and 17-year-old kids making out in the backseat of a car. How did Sam Darnold come down with mono And he's going to miss upwards of four, five, six weeks. I understand there are different levels and the like, and we don't know exactly when he's going to return. But how often is it just me living in a different world, or is it frequent that a young man of 23, 24 years of age gets mono? Is it just a uh, happenstance type thing? Well, first of all, what this
2: means, Jody, is is both you and I are getting old. Yes. Getting old. Absolutely. Um, Yes, it is for young kids. And, uh, yeah, it's common in high school. It's common in college. But Sam Darnold is, what, 22 years old? I mean, he's basically college. So, uh, yes, it is possible. And, by the way, typically the older you are when you get it, sometimes the worse that it is. And that's why when it came out on that one Thursday, they ruled him out for the Monday night game. I said, well, it's going to be a lot more than Monday because not only the effects of mono, but it enlarges your spleen and or liver, and you can't play a collision sport, which is why from the get-go I said minimum he's missing September. And hopefully he returns in October, but definitely good by November. So that's kind of where we're at. He's hoping to play that October 5th game. That's not out of the question, but far from a guarantee. And we'll, we'll see how he does.
1: All right, so once he gets cured of it, once he gets uh, it out of his system and the like, this isn't a recurring thing, right? This is something that you treat and you recover from, and then it's something that's put in your rearview mirror, correct? It should not be recurring at all. But before anyone says, why so long? I think most of us probably
2: think back and know a, a kid or ourselves that got mono either in high school or in college and, Heck, sometimes you drop out for a semester out of college, but typically, you know, you might miss three, four weeks. That's three, four weeks of class. This is NFL football, right. so you can understand what his timeline <laughs>
1: All right, we're talking to Dr. David Chow here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Drew Brees banged up his thumb. I happen to have the game on here in studio when he did what he did last week. Came out and he started the second quarter, maybe started the the second half, uh, kind of waved to the fans, uh, segment of fans in Los Angeles, which, oh, by the way, both the Chargers and the Rams don't sell out the house with only their fans. There's always opposing teams fans in their building. And he went over and tried to pick up a football, and he just couldn't do it. He looked like he thought he was going back into the game, wanted to go back into the game, and couldn't even grip a football. Afterwards, we find out that he's going to be out upwards of six weeks. How much damage did he do? Is six weeks optimistic, pessimistic, or uh, seems about right to you?
2: Well, you know, uh, if your uh, listeners and fans subscribe to the website for free, you would have known during the game that he wasn't coming back in. You would have known during the game that he was missing at least six weeks uh, because of the ulnar collateral ligament tear. That's what it looked like when his follow-through, when he got his hand jammed into Aaron Donald's hand. And what makes that injury worse, not only because Aaron Donald is strong and swiping at him, but the gloves that players wear are very tacky. And so it sticks and then twists. Drew Brees' thumb inadvertently. He would have been better off hitting a helmet because the helmets are usually hard but smooth, and it could glide off. And the repair to the ligament, because you can't grip. You can't grip with since this ligament is torn. You can't spin a football. You can't be accurate. Obviously, from the top side, you can't even pick it up, which means he would have been shot putting the ball. But the good news is I think the six-week recovery and recovery near 100% in six weeks, If not six, seven, no more than eight. The second half of the season, Drew Brees is going to be good. And that's the good news for Saints fans.
1: Okay, so it's not a recurring thing. He just needs to take the time, get it healthy, and then he'll be good to go down the stretch. By then, they may be in a lesser position than they could have been, fighting for home field advantage throughout. But they still got a chance to make the playoffs. That's good news for Steelers uh, for uh, Saints fans. Still, his fans not so much. Uh, ben Roethlisberger done for the year, non-contact injury. Let go of a throw the other day and just immediately grabbed his elbow. feared it could be bad. Is the case had to undergo season-ending surgery? Is this the type of injury that does potentially end a career for Ben Roethlisberger? I know you got to factor in how long he's been playing and his own mental attitude, but just the injury this itself—how severe was it?
2: If he wants to return to play, this is not the end of the career for Ben Rosselberger, but it certainly is the end of the season for him. This is a Tommy John-type surgery. It also, ironically, you know, two guys, veteran quarterbacks that are destined for the Hall of Fame, get injured the same day, miss the second half. Drew Brees with a thumb ulnar collateral ligament injury and Big Ben with a elbow ulnar collateral ligament injury. Both need surgery But Big Ben's recovery is longer. Uh, He will has no chance of coming back this year. He should be okay for next season, but there's not a guarantee he'll be ready for the beginning of the season. We certainly see pitchers sometimes take 12 or 18 months to return. The good news is most of a quarterback's throws are different than pitching in some ways easier because you're not off a mound and it's not all max effort. In some ways, a little harder because you're changing arm angles and people are running at you. But the bottom line is it should not be career-ending if he doesn't want it
1: to be. Dr. David Chow, former NFL team doctor, uh, you got to check out his website if you're either a football fan. More importantly, if you're a fantasy fan, give you updated information and prognosis about whether you should or shouldn't stick a guy in your starting lineup. Check out Pro football Doc. Dot com. All right, I could have used your help last week uh, because I was on the air. Sunday Night football's on while I'm on, uh, so I don't get a chance to listen to the announcers. I'm just watching a game, uh, soundless television, for the first quarter or so before I get out of here. And the Eagles uh, put Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffries, and Deshaun Jackson all in their starting lineup. I find out after the fact, Goddard didn't take a snap because of a bad cap. Jeffries played about three snaps and went down with a bad cap. And Alshon Jeffries, uh, excuse me, Deshaun Jackson is not only was out uh, still in the first quarter of the game, but has already been counted out for this week in the Eagles' upcoming game. Calf, calf, abdominal, more soft tissue injuries than I've ever seen before. Non-contact injuries, guys are going down, missing time and or missing time in games what is it about all the non-soft, uh, non-contact, soft tissue injuries that are cropping up everywhere in the NFL, Doc? Well, early season, this is what happens. There's
2: something called acclimation. Now, Dallas Goddard did hurt it in the first preseason game, but sometimes, you know, when you don't get action, the the, uh, the early season injuries get pushed back into the regular season. So it is a catch twenty two whether to play these guys in the preseason or whether or not to play these guys in the preseason. And, you know, when they went down uh, on Sunday night football, you know, I did a little halftime chat that said they're not coming back. And uh, the prediction was that likely two out of these three, Deshaun Jackson's already been ruled out, potentially three out of the three are not going to be effective and or not play. It seems like the Eagles are very banged up. They're among the most injured around the league. And, uh, heck, they might suit up Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard only because they need him to suit up 46 healthy players out of the 53. But I don't expect much out of either of those two, and Deshaun Jackson is out already. So, you know, the Eagles have been among the most injured as, lo- as well as the L.A. Chargers. And uh, this week uh, the Cleveland Browns were very uninjured, but now their defense is banged up. And we talk about a lot of this matchup, based injury analysis at the website in the form of an injury index for every team and every game.
1: How how do you balance it? And I'm sure you were consulted on this, uh, not always the final word, which is maybe the way it should be, but not always, as to determining, doing the balancing act between giving guys work in preseason, giving them the chance to play themselves into shape and Take a hit so that they're not doing so for the first time week number one versus actually getting hurt in a game that doesn't matter. I I get it. It's a balancing act, and it's a tough call to make. How did the teams that you worked for decide on which was the better way, cautious and or aggressive?
2: Well, I think it depends on the coach and the GM, and you know, on occasion I would be consulted as well as the athletic trainer, but not always. You know, if asked, I would always say it's an individual situation. Uh, You know, some veteran players might prefer not to play because they're used to it and they know what's going on. Some younger guys might need to get acclimated to the game speed of the NFL. It depends on the injury they're coming off of, too. Some I would work in uh, more slowly depending on the injury, and some we say, let's get them some work. I don't know that there's a blanket answer, so I do find it interesting when teams – you know, uh, don't play any of their starters, and that's their black blanket answer, or or they play all of them. I, I think things need to be customized. We're all a little bit different, right?
1: Correct. All right, Doc, the philosophical question I wanted to ask you. Okay. We lost two Hall of Fame quarterbacks last week for a period of time. Don't know how long that period's going to be. Drew Brees around six weeks. Ben Roethlisberger, certainly the rest of the year, maybe longer than that, maybe for the rest of his career. Uh, I've been plowing football for 40-plus years, and it's certainly not the football of my youth. It's not even the football of 10 years ago. The NFL has put a lot of procedures and practices and penalties in place to protect quarterback position because they are the most recognizable names they get the biggest salaries they if you believe most people sell the most tickets so it's an investment that they're looking to protect and they've gone so far as to change the way the game is played and the rules yet the quarterbacks still are dropping at an alarming rate are we looking at should we be looking at even more protective rules and statuses for quarterbacks to keep them out there on the field and playing? Uh, Well, thank you for the question. And I think once again,
2: you have to look at the injury to determine the answer. And uh, statistically out of 32 opening day starters, half will miss some time due to injury. I'm not saying season-ending, I'm not saying you need to reserve, but miss some games due to injury, half of the 32. That's about what the statistics will tell you. So we're a little bit ahead of that right now, but this year is actually really unusual if you really look at the injuries. Typically the injuries happen, let's say, to Jimmy Garoppolo, he tears his ACL when he's running out of the pocket, or Carson Wentz when he's diving for the goal line. But, you know, those types of things. Where a more typical one is, let's say, it was a weird one, but still Trevor Simeon, the backup for Sam Darnold, when he dislocated his ankle. At least he was out of the pocket. But this one, if you look at quarterbacks that stay in the pocket, look, Eli Manning got benched, but he's been healthy. Phillip Rivers has a league record streak of what currently uh, 211 games, regular season games, because he stays in the pocket and gets rid of the ball and doesn't run. So he doesn't put himself... At extra risk, like let's say Deshaun Watson in Week One of the season when he stayed in the game, but certainly uh, was sore. Or Carson Wentz in Week Two took a lot of hits. But if you look at the quarterback hits that aren't there this year, you start with uh, Big Ben. It was non-contact. He was in the pocket. Drew Brees. He was in the pocket, just following through with his thumb. Nick Foles was in the pocket, and the body weight rule should have protected him, but I still don't know why there wasn't a penalty when your both feet are up in the air and you're driving the quarterback into the ground. It just seems to me that's what the rule was made for. I would say enforcement of the rule for Nick Foles, that protection is already there. Then you, of course, Sam Darnold, mono, well, that has nothing to do with on-field stuff. <laughs> and Andrew Luck, his calf, you could argue he was an injury for this year because he retired as a result of injury. Once again, not something where he scrambled around and hurt that injury started in March. So what's unusual is the vast majority of these current quarterback injuries don't fall under the increased protections that are already there for them. So I don't know that you can legislate anything there.
1: All right, last thing, if I went to your website right now, is there anywhere I could click on where it would say, Dr. Chow predicts this quarterback's going to get hurt this week? I would A, never jinx anyone like that. uh, And B,
2: there is a site that will put out there, you know, this guy has a 62.3% chance of being injured. I never say that because, you know, it's 21 other moving pieces when you're playing the game your friendly fire and the other side. So there's no way that that can't happen. But I do say things like, at the beginning of the season on the website, I said, I'm not sure why the Redskins had so much confidence in Darius Geis. He doesn't look right to me coming off his ACL that was infected and had multiple surgeries. It doesn't look like he's sticking that left leg in the ground, et cetera, but yet they benched Adrian Peterson week one. Now, I did not predict a meniscus tear in the other knee, but I certainly said, I'm not sure this is the right move. A, I don't think he's going to be effective, and there's all sorts of compensatory injuries that could happen. That's the closest I would ever get to it.
1: And if you want to been there, done that, insight to injuries in the National Football League, you got to check out his website, profootballdoc.com. Dr. J- David Chow, thank you very much. We will call on you again in season. Thanks for uh, sharing with us today.
0: Thanks, Jody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,